Welcome, everybody, to Doing Business with a Servant's Heart. And I got a true servant. I can say a friend, somebody I've talked to a few times and met in a number of networking groups and is doing some great things out there in the business world. I want to welcome Victor. Victor, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Let's, what's the name of your business? So my business's name is Ascend Consulting. And how'd that get started? May I have to start way in the back in the beginning? I know we've talked <laughs> about that before, but can I tell a little backstory and what got you to here where you are now? You know, I'm more than happy to. I um, So I'm in the self-development, professional development industry, and that's what I focus on. And my journey to it was very much not what I had planned when I was a wee little lad. You know, I thought I'd be a fireman, and then I decided I was going to go through the go through it into the military, do a couple of years there of service, go the government route afterwards. But then uh, my calling was elsewhere. So I jumped into business development, specifically international business development. And from there, from the very beginning of my career from software and international business dev, I've been building people up, both as something on the side, but also as part of my job description and my roles and responsibilities. And it got to the point where I was more interested and invested in the people aspect of my job than actually doing my job of other stuff. You know, so I've been immersed in the world of psychology since I was about eight years old. My biological mother, before I was adopted, had been studying child development psychology, and I was translating for her. Mm-hmm. So she's an immigrant, speaks Persian, very poor English, doesn't know how to read, write, or type well. So eight-year-old me had to read her stuff, go to class with her, type up her papers, do all her research with her, help her to understand everything. So my immersion into the world of the human psychology was from a very young age. So that I, is an amazing story. And I know there's more to it. That's definitely a struggle right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, it became an interesting dynamic because as I was growing up, I had a lot of my own issues to work through. You know, I come from a broken home, broken parents, broken cultures, Russian, Persian. You know, you, 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 if you look at politics nowadays, you see how everything is so ass backwards. And excuse me for the French, but... It, it it really is. And so then I'm growing up in, in L.A., confused as a kid, abused, going through all sorts of negative things from my parents and others and things like that. And, you know, by the time I'm 15, I hate the world. I hate myself. Yeah. And all these beliefs and things that I had carried forward into my adult life. And they shaped a lot of my perspectives, my experiences until one day I'd had enough. It's like, why do I hate everything that I'm doing and who I am? Why do, why am I letting the crap from the past still impact what I'm doing today? And where is the connection? So I dove deep into the unconscious mind. I started diving into different types of therapies, really learning more about what makes me tick and mm-hmm. makes me who I am today. What's interesting is in the process of doing that, I realized deeper my passion for people and seeing that change and making that impact. And I have a goal, a personal goal. Last time you and I talked, I told you my goal was to positively impact a million people. Yep. I've upped it. Wow. I made it more audacious because I want to rise to the challenge. So I want to positively impact 10 million people in my lifespan. That's a legacy. 
I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> it is. So what's where I'm not yeah, and it's interesting <laughs> listening to what you just said, the struggle you had. Why were you able to pivot? Because there's a lot of people listening to this are gonna have the same struggle or I've had that struggle. But I think that's the hardest part. The struggle is hard, but the hardest part is what you did is that pivot. What do you think you did or what moment? Was there something that happened that said, hey, I've had enough? So for me, there were a few pivotal moments in my life, right? Mm -hmm. A few of them I fell short on. I sh I could have pivoted earlier on, but I never did because I didn't know that I could. And I think that's key to anything that we want to do in, in terms of pivoting, changing, growing is knowing that we can change the dialogue starting today and moving forward. So, you know, we all wear different roles, hats, we drink different drinks, things like that. But we can choose from this moment on to do something different, to be different, to be somebody greater. And in the process of doing that, all the negative, all the things that would normally keep you tied down will pop up and test you, okay, what about in instances of, say, a, a relationship? Can you pivot and be better in a relationship? Why or why not? What pops up and how do you address it? So as you pivot, you uncover a whole bunch of stuff that you've got going on. And in the process, you can work through it all, heal it all, and apply it in a way that it no longer is a weakness or a, you know, a weight that you're carrying, but something that empowers you. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm hearing that these challenges that you have, which were quite large and audacious, as you said, it's a great word. This led you where you are today, what you're doing today. How that lead you? How did it lead you to that? Oh, you know, I uh, I gotta I gotta attribute a lot of this to divine intervention. Amen. And you know, I I know you and I've discussed this before, but the audience members don't. I'm I'm a walking testimony of miracles. Yeah. my life and my experiences i you know i've spoken to a couple of shrinks and they all said the same thing you should be dead from a very young age or you should be in prison for multiple sentences and all this crap because of all the things that you've endured but therein lies the strength and the divinity of it all is that emotional resilience that i had early on developed to weather and pivot and adjust to whatever circumstance i had and that's something that we as humans can learn and develop or we, we don't learn it and therefore we don't develop it. Yeah. So when we, when we encounter those, you know, troublesome issues, stressful moments, like, Oh my goodness, PayPal just drained my bank account. Mm -hmm. Do you freak out or do you say, okay, well, let's go make some more money. Big difference. It is. And that's what you work towards with people when you work with them. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I work with people, I I tell them that they're going to be a whole brand new person that they can't even comprehend or imagine yet because our vision, we're so dialed in and, and zeroed in on what we are yeah. that we kind of forget to dream and imagine what we could be. So when I work with clients, I tell them, and this is part of my process, so I'm going to give, give you a little nugget. Love here. it. Yeah. So I ask them, what's the vision of your ideal perfect self? The one that doesn't have any baggage, trauma, issues, pains, aches, anything like that. Write it all down. Write it as a list. And then working with me, I promise them that they're going to work through all the negative emotions that hold them back. Anger, sadness, guilt, fear, 
And then we work on applying all the lessons that we learn going through and doing some, some form of therapies with, you know, I have, I have a lot of certifications and I work with people and using different therapies. Mm -hmm. So using those therapies, we go back, we work through all the trauma, all the events in our lives that shape our worldview and our perspectives. And then we reprogram those. So that way you can empower yourself from a traumatic event and as opposed to limiting yourself from a traumatic yeah. event. And then going forward, we make action plans because I'm, I'm one of massive action. I, you know, I could talk, talk and talk theory all day long, but I'd rather you go out and do the change and be the change that you want. So I challenge every single client to take massive action. If you're afraid to go public speak, go to Toastmasters, start practicing public speaking or get up on an Instagram live and talk about your story, about who you are and what you do. Mm. Massive action with massive accountability. Do you believe most people or all people can change? Oh, 100%. It's all a choice. But also it's being presented in a way, it, you know, it, it all co also comes down to understanding and perceiving that you can change. Now, if you and I were talking, if I had just met you off the, off the street and said, hey, did you know you can be a millionaire? And you're like, who the hell is this kid? But talking with me a little bit more, getting deeper of an understanding where I'm coming at, what I'm saying, what my vision or my perspective is, you can then buy into that. Yeah. That's so, so but I have to convince you that there is a possibility alternative to what you currently have. And then it's your choice to accept it or not. So what I'm hearing from you, you can lead me. If I do the actions, change will happen. Mm -hmm. But listen and do are the two components that are important. But when those two are missing, failure, probably the wrong word, but it won't work as well. Right. So my, my whole premise is this. You have to be 100% bought into anything that you want to do. Because if you're even 99%, there's a small percentage that you're not going to accomplish it or do it. You know, that whole, eh, I'll do it tomorrow. We'll kick in. That's why I always challenge people and say, I need a hundred percent buy-in. I will guide you, you know, as, as a coach and as a mentor, I'm a guide. I'm not the, the person that presents the solutions and the answers. I'm there to help you figure out what you want. I provide the environments and the procedures, yeah. but you, the clients are the one that figures out who you want to be how you want to be, what you want to do, and what you define as good and bad. So what's a good behavior? What's a bad behavior? And we dive in deep. I love that. You develop your program around their wants and customize it to their wants. Mm -hmm. That's 100%. It. 100%. That's pretty powerful. And people have a lot of wants, don't they? But they don't think about them. Oh, yeah. L let me ask you this. Yeah. If I gave you the challenge today to write down a hundred things that's on your wants list, could you do it? It'd be a challenge. Right. We, 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 we visualize and we dream and we want all these things, but we never write it down. So then we forget about it. And then when it comes down to it, where we have to sit down with pen and paper and say, Hey, what do I want? Like, I'd love to have that F-350 that's souped up, but what else do I want? Well, I want the motorcycle. And then you go down the list. You're like, I'm 20 strong, but a hundred. Holy crap. Do you get people to that level where they have a hundred oh, wants? Yeah. That's one of my first assignments that I have with people is I want a hundred wants, 100 things that you want to accomplish, achieve, own, receive, whatever it is, 100 wants on a list, piece of paper. 
Interesting. I love that because now people are getting the audience is hearing how you dive into this because I think that's important. People, there's guides, coaches, whatever you want to call them everywhere. I think people are afraid of the the process and you make it super simple, right? Oh, yeah. I'm very transparent about it. I, I even explain the science behind everything that I do. Because, you know, I could do the whole like Houdini mystery, whatever business. <laughs> but I, I figured that if you understand why I'm asking you to do something, then there you'll have less resistance unconsciously to do it. So if, if me explaining makes the process easier for you, then I'm going to explain it to you. I'm not going to hold it above you and say, no, I can't tell you this is trade secret. Yeah. yeah. What's your biggest, uh, biggest challenge with a client? that you have to overcome? That might be a hard question to answer, but what's one of the one or two things that really people have to really work on that's kind of consistent across everybody? And it may not be, but I always like to ask coaches this. So my, one, of the, one of the biggest trends that I've seen so far is that most of the clients that I've worked with have a, I don't want to say it in a negative way, but they don't have the faith of who they become, they can become. They have the desire, they have the hope, but the faith isn't there because they're so used to the the same old routine, the same old self that they can't imagine themselves being any different. Right. But what's fun is, you know, I have a three month program. I, I work with clients on a three month basis because true change takes time. And I have a repetitive weekly program that I run with them of like, hey, we're going to meet every week for 90 minutes. Over time, little one degree shifts are happening. Yeah. They, they aren't even aware of it. But here's the cool part. I have a client who uh, she told me that she doesn't want anything. She has everything she wants. I said, okay, that's great. But I want 100 wants. So over the course of our 12 weeks, she just kept adding a little bit to her list. And then by week 10, by week 10, she comes back and says, I have 200 things that I want. I'm blown away. I'm like, holy crap, girl. She says, yeah, I thought about it. And I realized I really want to experience a lot of these things. And beforehand, when we had started, she said she was fine. She's very just apathetic about it. Very interesting. In the 10 weeks, one degree shifts. She has a desire to live, to thrive in life. Yep. That's powerful stuff. Oh, it's huge. It's like going from nothing to everything in a sense. They really yeah. don't need anything. Now she's got a desire to go after others. You said two words are real important to me that people I want to hear your answer to hope and faith. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think they're the same. What do yeah. you think and why? So I always, uh, so I, my, my background is Christian. You know, you and I, we've talked about this before, but for the audience, um, faith and hope are two very different things. Faith, in my opinion, <clears throat> faith is a belief of something. Hope is the other side of it, that it comes to fruition. So there's the faith of, I, I, I believe in Jesus Christ, and I hope that I one day get to meet him. But the hope aspect is tied to action. So for me, faith and hope are belief and action. So when you have faith and hope in something, they're a it's a unified force to make some positive change. Now, others may disagree with that, but, you know, there's also the, correct me if I'm wrong here, and I do apologize, my scripture verse knowledge. That's is okay. <laughs> Isn't it faith without works is death? 
Yeah, I think you're right. Close. So, okay. So if we were to we were to go off of that, then the implication people would take right off the bat literally is, oh, if I don't work my faith, I'm going to die. No. I look at it from this perspective. Faith, work, or hope together overcome death, overcome failure. Faith and hope lead you beyond failure to success. Yeah. yeah. I agree with you. I, I think you're right. And I'm glad you said that because that's how I feel. You need both really to succeed. It's great to have one of them, but right. to really fulfill the desire want that you work with, mm -hmm. they both have to happen. Because you can talk about something until you do it. I'm going to jump from a plane. I'm going to jump from a plane. Right. If you never jump from a plane, you can talk about from the top of the mountain. Doesn't matter. You've right. done it. Right. I, I love that perspective. And, and, but you make it simple. And is there a reason for that? Yeah. We humans overcomplicate everything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, so I, I, I love your podcast and I'll tell you why, because conversations with you are very easy, very calm and very pleasant. And so anytime I'm listening in, I always think this is such a good cadence. This is such a good tone and approach. You know, you've got, you know, uh, Joe Rogan, he's got his podcast, he's got his intro, he's got his guest speakers and all that. There's a level of complication that's added to it. And if you're not savvy with the uptake on how he does things, you get, you get confused if you jump into episode 7,000. Yeah. And so we humans overcomplicate everything. Yeah. And so simple is always best because it's pure, it's clean, it's direct. Personal opinion. I could be wrong. No, no, no. That's what this is about. This is a conversation. I appreciate you saying that, Victor, because that's what these shows are about. Let's learn about Victor, but in a conversational. Now, Joe Rogan's right. a celebrity. Celebrities can do a little different because they can get away with that stuff. And not, I don't want to be a celebrity. I want to get this message out. But you, you nailed it. Just got to be simple. And they just take mm -hmm. pieces of maybe hope and faith, maybe change from this right. show. We've done our job as a, as a podcast of helping others. And that's what we're here for. I don't talk about it a lot, but I appreciate you saying that, Victor. We're just about giving you tips. And if one person gets hope and faith from this and gets hope and faith to move forward and get a want, or they reach out to you, Victor, it's we we could sleep well at night and, and, and praise the Lord, be very helpful. What's the name of your company again? Ascend Consulting. It's, what's your website? Uh, it's ascend-consulting.info, although I do have a new website coming, and it's going to be victor-freloff.com. Great. We'll be changing that. We'll put whatever he's got in the show notes. If there is a change, I'll change it in the show notes. You guys take a look sure. at it. Um, you've got a lot a lot to offer. Oh, my God. I, I've talked to you before. This is so powerful, but I know we talked about books, and do you have a book or two that you'd like to suggest and why? Okay, so I've got one book for you. Let me see if I can find it real quick. It's The Power of the Unconscious Mind by, I believe, Joseph Campbell. And here's why. It's a faith-based uh, book talking about the power of our minds. And a lot of times, our minds, we create limitations or we make we create programs that run contrary to our desires. Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example. Uh, when I was younger... I've been told that I don't deserve love. So for the longest time going through life and having romantic relationships, I would self-sabotage or I would fall short or I would do something that would qualify 
me as being undeserving of the person's love. Now, that was a program or a belief that I instilled within myself. And I ran it like a program, like an operating system mm -hmm. for the longest time until I had the recognition to change it. So the power of the unconscious mind talks about how powerful simple thoughts can be and how they can change the course of your life. There's another book that I always tie to it. And th this is deeper stuff. So if people aren't interested in that, they, they can ignore it. But it's Quantum Healing by Deepak Chopra. It talks about the miracle healings that occur and how it's all tied to our thoughts. And the perfect example from the book is within the first 30 pages. He had a lung cancer patient who came to him and said, hey, I've got lung cancer and I've got six months to live. I need help. Well, he helped her through meditations, focusing positive thought on healing on the cancerous area. In the process, she skips one of their sessions, comes back the next week and says, I don't have cancer anymore. Mm. She had had what they, as a phenomenon, they are aware of in the medical industry. It's a very small percentage of people that have cancer that experience it, but it's called, a, uh, it's a cancer flu. And mm. what happens is the cancer gets completely eradicated and the symptoms of the body are like a flu. It just eradicates everything. It's common enough that they have a statistic for it, but it's uncommon enough that they don't know how or why it happens. Wow. So thought. Yeah. It, it's huge. And to, and to promote one of my, my shows, Chase Thornock audience, listen, same thing. He got very sick and they pronounced dead. You have a few mm -hmm. weeks to live. And he looked in the mirror, same thing. He just used his mind. And five years later, he's alive. I've met him in person, live and healthy right and never has his cancer and, and his disease that he had is completely gone. He's been cancer free for four years and he just used his mind. It, it's the, pro I don't want to say problem What the challenge is a better word is for right. people to believe it. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, but well, you just said Chase's story. They're on and ongoing. Um, and that's what you do, Victor. You don't heal people, but you heal their business mindset, mm -hmm. which leads right. to personal. Because I totally believe with you. As a kid, your environment's your environment. You can't get deal with it. I mean, it is. You're a kid. But when mm -hmm. you get older, then you can make the choice to change. Work with somebody right. like you. Get hope and faith. Make the change and be a just enjoy life, have a great quality oh, yeah. of life, right? Oh, absolutely. And imagine, and you know, <clears throat> I always say personal and professional are tied together. You cannot separate or put them in a little box. Everything is networked, neural pathway together. So imagine you fix something in the, in the personal life, you elevate that, it's going to have a positive impact on the professional side of things. And vice versa. If you mm -hmm. fix something on the professional side, it's going to have a positive impact on the personal. So as people are diving into self-development, personal, professional development, getting coaching, going to going to different groups, things like that, they might look at it unilaterally like, oh, this is just professional development. No, it's false. If you have a good coaching group, good coaches in the process are good mentors every every sphere of your life every aspect of your life is going to get elevated because you're going to make positive one degree shifts in one area that's going to impact like a teeter-totter this goes up this has to go up this goes up this has to go up that's a hundred percent 
Correct. That is so profound because I tell people all the time, and we all do it, you, me, everybody, you had something happen in your day that hurts your energy, your sales call is not going to be as good. Right. Because something, if it, we're human, we're not robots. So if somebody calls me and says I'm a bad human being and just rips on me, it's going to affect you a little bit. You yep. jump on a sales call, that energy is going it, to, it's the challenge to get past that and be up. Oh, yeah. And, and that's what I love that you do. See, these are audience, some of the things, reasons why I want him on. You're seeing the power of Victor and what he can do. Think about that. If he could teach you when you have a bad interaction and the next minute you've got to do a presentation or you've got to do a speech or you just got to talk to one of your employees, it doesn't matter, but you're able to change that energy back to that high energy. That's what Victor does. That's why I love him. And that's why I want to thank you so much for being on the show. We've run out of time. These are the kind of things that I want to get out. And I appreciate you so much to help me get this out because you're right on everything you said. We've got to take care of this big old noggin in our thing in our head called the brain. If we do that, life's going to be much better. And you're living proof. Oh, yeah. With that all being said, you're, you, you know what you're doing. You get it. I'd love for you to leave the audience one tip that's got you through all this struggle, overcoming everything you've done that you can give the audience to help them. Maybe somebody's out there struggling as well. So something that I tell all people that I interact with is this. If you don't believe in yourself, believe that I believe in you. Because you can lean on my belief and my support and my outside perspective that you have greatness within you. You may not recognize it yet, but it's there. And as you work through all the garbage and all the BS and all this stuff that life happens and throws at us, and you lean into being your more your most ideal self, you'll start seeing and believing it too. 